Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Retirement Elevated. Thanks for tuning in to this edition with Sean Lee, Managing Partner at Elevated Retirement Group serving you here in the Salt Lake City area from their office in Sandy. I'm Mark Killian here, and we're going to talk a little bit today about uh, the ups and downs of an informed consumer with Sean. And if you've got some questions or concerns or you know somebody who does, might need a little bit of help, check them out online at elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. And you can also check out the podcast and share it with friends, family, and all that good stuff at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. Or just give them a jingle, 855-50-RETIRE, 855-50-RETIRE. Sean, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Hanging in there. Uh, you're getting over a little bit of a cold at the time of this podcast here, so I hope that thing has been getting on out of your system. <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough week or so, that's for sure. <laughs> so we'll kind of inform our, our listeners here a little bit. So you got to do something pretty cool, though, when you caught this little booger. Uh, you were down in Florida doing some stuff with the, uh, with the what was it, the Red Sox? Yeah, so every year, or the last couple of years I've gone down, they do the their Red Sox fantasy camp. And we go down, there's about 150 of us that love baseball, love the Red Sox. Okay. And they break us out into 12 teams. Each team gets two ex-Red Sox greats as their coaches. And you ah. play a week, week of baseball. So we got to hang out with you know Trot Nixon and Bill Miller from the 04 team and oh, nice. uh, Mike Mike Timlin. And then some of the like old-time greats are my coach this year. And my coach from last year was Rich Gedman, who was the catcher for the Red Sox in the 86 World Series. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah, interesting so. stories, I imagine. Oh, man. It, you just you get to hang out with them. You, you play baseball. You talk baseball. If, if you love baseball, it's your dream. It's baseball 24 hours a day. I got you. I got you. Well, sorry that uh, – well, glad you got to go and, and got to participate, I hope, some. But sorry you got this bug as well, so – I I toughed it out. You have to, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was... It hit me worse when I got home. Okay, well, that's good, sort of. <laughs> yeah, the you're last like, couple of days were tough. You're yeah, like, there's sure. no way I'm not participating. I'm, I'm going to you know, just deal with it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'd be having too much fun, or at least hopefully the adrenaline, right, keeps it at bay. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, you get up at 630, and you're at the ballpark at 7, and you don't leave till 5. It's yeah, so all day just long. deal with it. When you get back to the room, pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Well, let's go ahead and get into some conversation about retirement information. That's what a lot of our uh, listeners are here for. And you might occasionally hear a cough. We do apologize. But as we just said, he's a little sick. So we'll, we'll tough it out. We can toughen out as listeners to the podcast if you can tough it out playing baseball. So the ups and downs of an informed consumer. So, Sean, you know, people want to feel informed about their options, right? Especially when it comes to making financial decisions. Most people don't want to feel like something's being pushed upon them or thrust upon them. You want to make sure that you've got different resources that you can gather information from. So let's look at a few popular areas and just get some feedback from you on this. Now, a lot of people nowadays obviously consume their information via TV shows, right? It's a never-ending barrage 24-7 of the financial news channels. There's also magazines, online stuff. Who or what are the primary voices in media that you find when you talk to people that they're listening to? You know, it's a lot of the normal stuff. It's the Dave Ramsey's, it's the Susie Ormans, mm-hmm. it's okay. the, the, the smashing you know, the uh, coffee cup guy. I always forget his yeah, name. Yeah, uh, Kramer. Kramer, yeah. I mean, obviously, those types of personalities are, are well seen in a lot of cases. Or the ratings well grabbers, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they appeal to the masses. And 
And so you see a lot of people grabbing information from those sources. But I mean, you can get information anywhere, right? I mean, you can go and you can oh, you, Google Yeah, you anything. can Google it and have your mind just go... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and think about that. You go out and you, you're like, man, I want to... I've heard all this about annuities. Well, I'm going to Google annuity. And then you get overwhelmed with good and bad about annuities. Well, that's exactly it. They're good and they're bad. I mean, yeah. under, understanding the the underlying factors and features and all that when it comes to that particular product. But it can be overwhelming just going out and Googling information and going out and trying to f- dig it out on your own. Let me ask you a follow-up to that then since you brought that up. So what are some pros and cons to using the internet for financial research? Obviously, there's the initial overload. Is, is there any pros to it that you can find? Can you get some good general information? Yeah, depending on where you go, mm-hmm. you can get both sides to the to the coin. And, that, okay. and that's I think that's really what you want when you're looking and you're researching anything, whether it's advisors or investment strategies or whatever it may be, you want to hear the good and the bad. Right. Um, because if you're in a, we'll call it a, a financial presentation or whatever, uh, in most cases, you may only hear the good and not some of the bad, which the bad is what causes problems. Good point, right? Yeah, you want to have that equilibrium balanced, if you will. It's kind of like uh, WebMD, right? If you feel like something's wrong with you and you go WebMD it, you know, the next thing you know, you're going to think you're dying. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right. you've got, you now realize you've got 12 things and you don't know, you know, you don't know what to do. So you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt and say, let me, ha- let me be armed with some information, but then let me also talk with someone in this case, if we're talking about a doctor or a financial advisor, and then really bounce off some of those questions and kind of get more details. Right. Because most people, what they'll do, and, and I don't want to say most people, but in a lot of cases, we'll have a family come meet with us and say, Sean, I've done all this research and this is what my plan needs to look like. Okay. And, and we'll say, well, Okay, how did you get there? <laughs> right. And and you know maybe it's a social security strategy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull social security out when I'm seventy. Well, why are you gonna wait that long? Well, I don't know. So I get the most. Well, when you start to look at at different investments in a vacuum, and you research things individualized, so you you just research social security, and you try to make that work for your plan, or right, then you you research you know an investment strategy. And you try to make that work for your plan. And then you talk to your CPA and, and they look in reverse from a tax perspective. And you try to make that work for your plan. If you're potting everything out and it's not all working in harmony, you really don't know if you've got the best situation for your yourself or not. You just have all these different individualized pieces that you're trying to maximize by themselves without really looking at it as a whole. Now, that makes sense. I mean, because, again, you can take all these things and you can be, you know, what's the saying? You, you know just enough information to be dangerous. And so you can kind of get yourself into a pickle. You know, do you think it's possible to just over-research this? I'll use an example of my wife on Amazon. She'll be looking for something and she'll find 40,000 versions of the same thing. And she gets to the point where she can no longer make a decision. Right. It's that analysis paralysis. And it, okay, I need to I need to go back. I need to research this. I need to make sure it's right. fit. And in a lot of cases, what happens is that, hey, I'm looking for this solution to a problem that I don't even know that I have. And so I'm trying to figure out what is the best investment strategy when I really don't know what I want to accomplish at the tail end of it. And so then it's, well, I heard my friend said, invest all your money in the market. And my other friend said, annuities are great. And I really don't know what fits for me. And so what we will we'll tell you, yeah, do your research, go through, research the strength of companies, but and the background of the advisor and what their processes are and research the person who you're working with 
because their job ultimately, if they if they do follow the fiduciary standard, is to bring the the choices that fit your plan that are in your best interest. I think that's really key. Spend your time researching the people that you're potentially working with, and make sure that you're finding the right fit from a personality, from a licensing, from a credential standpoint, from a fiduciary standard standpoint, and then work with that individual person to find the right investment solutions for you that fit your plan. Don't just research products and investments. No, that's where we get ourselves into a lot of trouble. Well, you're listening to Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee of Elevated Retirement Group. And we're just talking about the ups and downs of being an informed consumer because we all want to be informed. We all want to understand basically what's going on. And I think maybe that's a, a place where sometimes, Sean, people get into trouble. And I guess it's also depending on the person, right? Depending on the personality type. Some people just, they don't want to know all the nuts and bolts and the nitty gritty. That's your job, right? That's what they turn right. to an advisor for. Some just want to have a basic working knowledge. But do you find for those folks who really want to be super involved is sometimes being too informed to get in the way, maybe? Do they kind of, again, know too much or know enough to be dangerous and not enough that they think they do? Yeah. I, I mean, there's that issue where you research, you research, you research, just like you said, your wife on Amazon, and then she's like, oh, I, I can't make a decision. There's too much. I need to decompress and, and maybe start over. I've seen that happen, you know, as we're, we're going through the process. And it's funny. I, I was, this actually just jumped in my head. I was meeting with the gentleman. This was probably four years ago. Okay. And he was referred to us from a current client and we were just going through the evaluation. Hey, this is what your current situation looks like from an income, investment, tax, healthcare, and estate. We didn't have any recommendations. We hadn't even thought about that yet. We just needed to understand what the problems were. And I remember in this meeting, he had a, a binder with him and he opened it up and threw a, probably a three quarters of an inch stack of paper down about annuities. And he goes... I hate annuities. I don't want any annuities. <laughs> so, well, okay. Uh, all right. Well, we're not there yet. We don't know what your problems are. And if you feel that strongly about something, cool. Like, that's fine with me. I don't care either way because ultimately the plan has to be built to fit what your comfort level is. It has to be built to fit what your investment. I guess, mindset's going to be. Right. The vehicles are the vehicles. They don't really mean anything. They're just a means at the end to accomplish a goal, right? And right. he kind of sat back and he's like, well, you're not going to try to shove this down my throat? I said, I don't, I don't even know if we're going to work together, one. And two, it's not my plan. At the end of the day, it's your plan. So why would we use a vehicle or something that you're not comfortable with? Right. So yeah, <laughs> That's a you great know, point, that, yeah. That research, it you get it in your mind and then and then what it does is it kind of closes off those walls of all right now how can i build a real plan cuz this guy came in arms guns blazing about i don't want this strategy and i'm like well uh, okay neither do i i don't i honestly i don't care either way but because of that all that research that he did it closed him off and he was ready to kind of go at it because he thought that we were going to start to recommend certain things when we hadn't even got to that point yet. Yeah, I got you. So sometimes people come in, they have that information, they feel like, you know, this person's automatically going to try to sell me this. And maybe that's just because they've shopped around and that's the experience they found. And I'm just going to be armed up and be like, no, walls are up and I'm not going to even go there. And to your point, you could close yourself off from a, a strategy or maybe even just a portion of a strategy that could be beneficial in your overall plan. So I think that's a good 
idea here as we wrap up this podcast for this week is to say, look, it's a good idea to be informed. I don't want to necessarily liken it to car buying, but maybe I will for just a quick analogy is, look, when you're thinking about getting a new car and you're not sure what you want, you do a little bit of basic research. You know, you kind of check into some different things, types, models, what are you after, and get a little bit of information going so you've got something to then toss out to you know the person that's working with you and say, okay, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Here's the color. Here's the style, whatever. Same kind of thing when you're researching for your retirement plan. Get some information so that you can kind of help guide the advisor when you sit down with them into what you're thinking. But then again, you're turning to the professional. So my dad always used to say, do what you do best and hire the rest and then allow them to help steer you along the path that's going to be useful to you. So that's what I think anyway. Does that make sense, Sean? You're spot on. Absolutely right. So there you go, folks. So when you're thinking about it, do some research, use Google, use some tools that are out there, but don't let it be the be all end all. And uh, don't be like WebMD. Don't think that you immediately see something and you're going to be in tons of trouble that you might automatically have this or that or the other. Talk to the professionals. Turn to somebody who does this day in and day out and get that information. And if you know somebody who needs some help, uh, if you're already a current client of Sean's, that's fantastic. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. Feel free to share it. iTunes, Stitcher, all those different kinds of things. And tune in the next time for some more Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee at Elevated Retirement Group. He's a managing partner there, serving us in the Salt Lake City area, 855-50-RETIRE, 855-50-RETIRE. Check us out online at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. Sean, thanks for your time, buddy. I hope you feel better, and we'll talk next week. Hey, thanks, man. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.